This week on Thinking Biblically, I take on popular radio talk show host, Dennis Prager. Welcome to Thinking Biblically. My name is Alan Gilman. Thinking Biblically is a podcast dedicated to exploring how all of Scripture looks at all of life. Um, this week I'm doing something quite different, but before I get into that, uh, I want to remind everyone to please subscribe, like, and to share. Um, I am a big fan of Dennis Prager. Dennis is a popular American nationally syndicated daily radio talk show host, and he's also the co-founder of PragerU, which produces extremely well done and informative short videos on social and political topics. He also does some biblical topics as well, whether it's him or somebody else. I remember years ago, he did a series on the Ten Commandments. And as someone who is very concerned about getting the Bible right, I'm, I didn't know how this was going to go. But he actually, in my opinion, did a really good job. And so it was with some interest that I noticed that uh, they posted a clip entitled The Biggest Difference Between Judaism and Christianity. It was a clip excerpt taken from one of his fireside chats where Dennis is literally by a fireside, often with his dog, and uh, addressing a variety of various topics, and apparently um, extemporaneously. I think I said that word properly, off the cuff, as they say. And and so this, this clip was taken from that, and we're going to be looking at that clip. It's The entire clip is less than five minutes, and I'm going to be playing the, the, the clip. We're going to go through it, and I'm going to comment on it. Um, there's some things that he says that I think are, is quite helpful, but by and large, I'm, I'm concerned that his, his, the main thing that he's getting across isn't as accurate as, as it should be. And I think this will provide, uh, it's providing me with a good opportunity to reflect on some of the things that he says. Um, like Dennis, I am Jewish. Unlike Dennis, I'm a Jewish believer in Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Uh, I believe my perspective makes a difference. And while Dennis has deep respect for the Bible, uh, the Old Testament in particular, he has a respect for Christianity. Um, I think what he's trying to get at can be said better. Uh, you be the judge. I'd be happy to hear from you. Uh, you could always send me email at comments at thinkingbiblically.org. Be very happy to uh, discuss this further with you and, and maybe do a follow-up uh, on this topic and the topics that it that it leads to. And by the way, Dennis has also started producing uh, a comment, biblical commentary series that he's calling The Rational Bible. He's already released Genesis and Exodus, and Deuteronomy is going to be released soon. I've not read them. Um, I would be interested in reading so if I could find the time to do so. All right, so let's get started. I've never quite done anything like this before, so let's start by playing the beginning of what Dennis has to say on the biggest difference between Judaism and Christianity. The biggest difference between Judaism and Christianity is not the, the who is Jesus. Obviously, it's a difference, but that's not the biggest difference. The biggest difference, I think, is with regard to attaining salvation, if that, if that means the afterlife, heaven, whatever term you wish to use. So let's stop there. It's 
always, I, I find it, it's a bit of a, a problem um, when we talk about the biggest this or the main thing that I actually think life is, is too complicated to talk about the biggest and the main and that sort of thing. I like talking, you know, what's, what's the, um, what's the most important, uh, part of a sailboat? Well, there are several most important parts without which you don't even have a sailboat. And so we tend to do that theologically, socially, what's the most important thing, the main thing, the biggest. And so Dennis is trying to get a point across and, and I appreciate that. Um, I, I would rather that it would be a major, what, you know, talking about major differences. And I think that would be helpful. And I'm, I, I'd like to get, I'd like to get into that so, because there are considerable differences between Judaism as a religion, Christianity as a religion, and it can get quite uh, complicated. Um, what I'd like to do is come back to the difference that Jesus makes later on in in my presentation. Um, but Prager asserts that the biggest difference is with regard to attaining salvation. So let's go back to him and, and hear him elaborate on this. For, for Christians, although pro Catholics and Protestants don't fully agree on this matter, because Catholics do not believe faith alone can save you, whereas Protestantism does. Luther said that. Catholics believe that the sacraments are also necessary. So there's faith and works in Catholicism, and there's faith alone since Luther, who founded Protestantism. For Judaism, it, it is works. You, uh, which I'll use the term that really blows my Christian friend's mind. You earn salvation. Period. End of issue. How you act determines whether you go to heaven or, uh, yes, Jews do believe, Jew, excuse me, Jews don't. Judaism does. Jews and Judaism differ a lot. The, the, one of the 13 principles of the Jewish faith, as compiled by Maimonides, the greatest Jewish thinker who ever lived, according to nearly all Jews, one of them, one of the 13 principles is that God rewards the good and punishes the bad. And the exact same faith is for good Jews and good non-Jews and bad Jews and bad non-Jews. Judaism holds that God judges people by their behavior, not by their theology, their beliefs, their faith. Okay, there's a lot here. First, regarding the afterlife, you know, before we talk about faith and works, Prager is correct that there is a major difference between Judaism and Christianity with regard to the relationship between how we live and the afterlife. But it's more complicated, in my opinion, than he's making it sound. So, the first of all, the issue of the afterlife isn't as central in Judaism as it is in Christianity. In Christianity, um, there's a very strong focus on getting to go to heaven. Dis there's discussions about who gets to go to heaven. I hope that person is in heaven. I think that person is in heaven. This this sort of idea, it, it it is so emphasized to the point that 
one could almost think that Christianity is all about what does it take to ensure that we have a ticket to heaven. And so Christianity is almost obsessed with the idea. Now, biblically speaking, biblically speaking, you don't hear people talk about going to heaven and getting to go to heaven. The biblical concept, which is rooted in the Hebrew Scriptures, it's developed in between the end of the Hebrew Scriptures and the beginning of the New Covenant writings, the New Testament. The biblical concept, which is a Judaic concept, is the age to come. The idea that uh, we are in an evil age that is affected uh, by sin and the curse. This is not a Christian idea. This is a biblical idea. And it, it was developed within, uh, within Jewish life. That things were wrong in the world based on what happened in the Garden of Eden. There are other issues, and maybe we'll get into some of it, about the place of sin and, and, and those kinds of things. But the fact that people have sinned and that God cursed the creation, what is a biblical issue, is a, is a, is a fundamentally Jewish issue, and that there was an expectation that God would renew the creation, particularly through the coming of the Messiah. And how that all works out, there are differences between Jewish thought and Christian thought. But it's all to say, biblically speaking, it's not about going to heaven, which became a thing and is a thing in many Christian circles. And it's become less so in in Jewish thought of today. Now, of course, people who call themselves Jews and people who call themselves Christians, they're such a vast uh, array of, of understandings. And, and, and Dennis referred to, hope you don't mind me calling you Dennis, Mr. Prager, um, but uh, with all due respect, remember, I am a fan. <laughs> I would love to meet you sometime. Um, it'd be great to have a conversation like this. I don't know, uh, Dennis Prager has this deep respect for Christians. I don't know what he really thinks about Jewish believers like myself and and, and my family, but let's move on. Let's try to keep to the the details without making them too personal. Um, and so there's a wide, oh yeah, so so Dennis in in the part that I played makes a differentiation between Jews and Judaism. And that's very fair. Just like we, you know, what is Christianity? If we were to talk about defining Christianity, there's various flavors. Dennis refers to this, you know, the difference between Catholicism and Protestantism. Even among Catholics, there's more differences than what a lot of people realize. You know, they like to, to poke, almost poke fun at all the divisions within Protestantism. But there are vast differences within Catholicism. And that's not even mentioning Eastern Orthodoxy and other forms and, and flavors of what we might call Eastern Christianity. There are so many differences. So it's difficult in a few minutes to, uh, to, to cover these things, not to mention how do we discuss the biggest difference between Judaism and, and Christianity. But it, it is, um, it is, so, so when we talk about this issue of the afterlife, it's important to see that how Judaism and Christianity relate to these issues. Try to explain, biblically speaking, it's about 
an expectation of the age to come when God will restore all things, and then who gets to participate in that? That has become an obsessive issue, in my opinion, with Christians, and it isn't often termed in biblical ways, but instead talking about get going to heaven, which is how Dennis is talking about it. Dennis then says that the way Judaism and Christianity relate to the afterlife, going to heaven, is, is different. And he is partly right, but he then makes it sound as if Judaism is very clear that it's all about um, all about how you live, and he calls it works. Jewish people don't talk about works. So it appears that Dennis is talking to Christians when he uses the term works. In actuality, in Judaism, Jewish people aren't concerned so much about how you get to heaven and whether or not your good deeds are going to get you there. Christians tend to think that Jewish people think that way. And so Dennis is is fueling what I think is a misunderstanding among Christians about what Jewish people think. Because in, in Judaism, it's actually not so much about good moral deeds that we do than something else. And that something else is actually based on something else. So let me let me now that I've confused you. Judaism, in terms of its relationship of who's okay with God, which also relates to whatever happens in the afterlife, which Jewish people aren't that concerned about. Jewish people tend to be more concerned about how we live today and what that means. In in, in Jewish thought, being right with God, being okay with God, is based on how God sees Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God established a covenant with the forefathers, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's our relationship to them. It's our by our virtue of being born Jews, physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's what it is that mainly connects us with God. It's a covenantal relationship that God has made with our forefathers. And I say our because I'm Jewish too. So by virtue of that relationship, we have a covenantal relationship with God. In Judaism, our deeds have more to do with how they are a reflection of that covenantal relationship. Now, theologically-minded Christians should be able to see the commonality between this understanding and Christian thought, which also believes in a covenantal relationship with God through Yeshua is the way it's thought of on uh, in Christianity, as opposed to relationship with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So it's in Judaism, it has more to do with a relationship with the forefathers. Then there becomes a question of, does our life reflect, this is in Judaism, does our life reflect 
that covenantal relationship? Are we living in such a way that we are demonstrating that we are in step with that covenantal relationship? Now, for some Jewish people, that's might have to do with how we live out the religion of Judaism. And that's there's a whole variety of understanding of what that means within Judaism. Core to that is what deeds might we do that disqualify us or break that covenant? And it would be seen things such as committing murder would be one of them. So murderers disqualify themselves from being part of the covenant family. And even then, there's room. We could look at in the scriptures, David committed murder through, he set up a murder anyway, and he committed adultery. And yet, his attitude towards God, one of repentance, which is part of Judaism, tshuva, turning back to God. That's why when Yohan Hamatbil shows up and is the forerunner of the coming of the Messiah, is when John the Baptist shows up and he's preaching repentance. That was a very Jewish thing to do. What was strange was it appeared that he was preaching repentance to apparently righteous people. But the whole idea of tshuva, turning back, repentance, is in keeping with a covenantal relationship to God. So really, so what I should do, uh, first of all, here is, with regard And so, as I've been trying to explain, Judaism is actually more concerned about how we live out our covenant relationship. In Christianity, the tendency with, you know, what is it that allows you to participate in the afterlife, in the age, afterlife, in the age to come, is wrapped up in a relationship with God, similar to Judaism, but that which establishes right relationship to God in Christianity is faith. And I believe that's true for Catholicism as well as Protestantism. And it's, it, then we get to what is it that continues to affirm that relationship. And then we get into some major differences between Protestant, Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy. But at its core, Christianity teaches that it's our faith relationship. Now, where I believe Christianity often goes wrong is faith becomes something simply of the mind. And this is somewhat of what Dennis is getting at, where in Judaism, what you do makes all the difference. In Christianity, it tends to become what you think and how you feel, which actually isn't what Christianity teaches. Because faith is actually trust. Trusting who God is, what he, and what he has done and said. And that's at the core of, of Judaism too. And so in the New Testament, in the book of Romans, Galatians, where Paul is speaking for the centrality of faith, He's, he shows that this was always true in the Hebrew Scriptures as well. 
whereby right relation with God had to do not on what we do, but our core rely, uh, relying on God himself. And where a lot of Christians have gone wrong is when they have rightly said that salvation is by faith alone, meaning that it's by our entrusting ourselves to God that's at the core of our relationship with God, it's, it doesn't mean that, therefore, it doesn't matter what we do. You know, James talks about faith without works is dead. And, and so there is that, that place of, of, of good deeds. But how are the good deeds to, um, relate to our overall relationship with God? Now, this is where we get to a major difference between Christianity and Judaism and why it's difficult for um, the, these two theological camps, these two religious camps, to have a meaningful discussion. And it's the way, and I've heard it it's said this way, it's, it's also simplistic, but I do find this very helpful, where it's been said that Judaism is deed, not creed, while Christianity is creed, not deed. Now, of course, all this, as I've been saying, is more complicated than that, but there is some truth here. And it, and it is reflected by when you ask most Jewish people, uh, most Jewish people, even though, whether they go to synagogue, don't go to synagogue, you ask them about their quote-unquote faith or their religion, they will describe it based on what they do whether or not they go to synagogue. And if they go to synagogue, how often they go to synagogue? Oh, I go on the high holidays, or I go every Shabbat. Some Jewish people go every day. They'll talk in terms of the relationship to kosher, whether they keep kosher or not. And if they keep kosher, how they keep kosher? Do they keep kosher only at home? Or do they keep kosher all the time? The adherence of the holidays, what they do about them, and so on. How they live out their Judaism. And I, I, I spoke about this earlier um, because it, it has to do with this understanding that whether it's conscious or not, at its at its core, our relationship to God is based on the fact that we are descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they're the ones that God established covenant with. And then I explain my my Judaism or my Jewishness by how I relate to things that reflect that relationship. And those are the things that I do. In Christianity, on the other hand, you ask a Christian, most Christians, about their faith, and they will talk about what they think, what they believe. And core to Christianity, and many churches do this, they actually have formal recita- recitations of creed. I believe this, I believe that, I believe the other thing. One of the problems with that, are those beliefs really in the heart? And also gives the impression that these statements of faith, and every Christian organization has a statement of faith, uh, if, if you want to know about a particular group, you read their statement of faith. How they live, that's a whole other thing, which is actually quite tragic because our faith, uh, genuine faith, must always be uh, re- uh, evidenced by how we live. So just making statements is not even is not valid faith, even according to the New Testament, the New Covenant writings. It's not biblical to have a faith 
doesn't have fruit uh, evidence of the reality of that faith. Okay, let's go back to uh, and, and finish off uh, Dennis's clip. So when I had this discussion with a with four Christians just this past week, long dinner, one of them was a pastor. And I, when I mentioned that we have to strive to be good and that God rewards the good and punishes the bad. So he said, well, what is the definition of good? So I asked the pastor, what do you mean by what is good? You know what good is. Everybody knows what good is. Did you, if somebody said someone's a good lawyer or a good pitcher or a, a good violinist, would you ask, what does good mean? No, you would know exactly what it means. Same with a human being. Now, is it good enough? I think that's what he meant to attain salvation, to use a Christian term, or go to heaven, get rewarded in the afterlife. That's for God to determine. I don't claim that I know what is good enough. That's God's determination. That's true. So then for the Christian, the question would arise, well, then you're, you don't have any assurance that you'll go to heaven, to which I would say, that's true. I don't have an assurance. I think if God judges justly, I think I have lived a life that has merited reward, but ultimately that is for God to judge. That's true. So there's a Jewish Christian difference. I always speak of Judeo-Christian values because our values are so similar, but our theologies are different, which doesn't bother me in the least, by the way. That's fine. I have a lot to learn from Christians, and I hope they have a lot to learn from me. Okay, so that's the end of the clip. It's interesting uh, that he says, I, I like the way he actually says, we know what good is. And that's fairly biblical, the idea that God has... Um, put that in people's hearts, the conscience, uh, that there's evidence of him from, from the creation. And, and very often, you know, when people do bad, they often know they're doing bad. Now, I wonder, though, if that's changing in our society. Uh, he makes, talks, you know, when, when you know what a, a <laughs> uh, you don't have to ask what a good pitcher is. But if you don't know anything about baseball, and many people know how much I love baseball, I meet people who don't know anything about it, or if what they do know about it is very little. And um, what makes a good pitcher? And I think it's more complicated than that. You really have to know baseball to know what a good pitcher is. You have to know about life to know what good is. And I believe what's happening in our day is we're losing that. Those of us in the Western world have been actually so influenced by what Dennis calls Judeo-Christian values, which are biblical values, is that's where a lot of, of, of where our consciences have been, um, have been informed, and we're losing that, and we're losing it rapidly. So I wonder... Well, yes, I, I think there is a sense that human beings have been given a, a sense of right and wrong. It's possible that that's becoming very, very skewed. 
Dennis does make the comment that God has the final say in these matters, and he's absolutely correct. I think that's a very biblical understanding of this. We need to be very careful how we assess other people with regard to who is right with God and, and who uh, will be able to participate in what the Bible calls the age to come. Uh, but then he goes on to say that he thinks he, quote, lived a life that has merited reward. And uh, of course, this is fueled by his core belief that it's deeds that make all the difference. But also uh, underlying that is um, something that that is a big difference between Judaism and Christianity and has to do with the nature of human beings. So in Judaism, there's a tendency to, to regard human beings as being created morally neutral. While in Christianity, there's this emphasis on the, the uh, depraved nature of human beings. We actually come into the world sinful. Now, some of these are theological categories, and it would be helpful to look at what the Bible has to say on this. Um, I think it's pretty clear that the sin problem is something that all human beings deal with and that it has affected our nature. But sometimes Christianity has so emphasized this is that it's failed to recognize uh, the genuine nature of moral good that does exist in human beings and in society. So some people are so affected by an understanding of the sinfulness of of human beings is that they fail to be, to call out and recognize good when it's seen, and 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 there there are references in, in Isaiah: your righteousness is as is as filthy rags, making sound making it sound as if anything that human beings do is necessarily evil. I don't believe what that's what that means. That has to do with, and this gets back to what Dennis said. Do our righteous deeds merit anything with God? Uh, can we, can we, uh, is, is this all about being good enough? And Dennis is suggesting that he thinks he has been good enough to merit being welcomed by God, uh, upon, uh in God's place upon his death. And, the Bible suggests otherwise, and this is something that Christianity does emphasize. Sometimes I think it emphasizes in, in, in a skewed way. And so I don't think Judaism um, is, is honest enough about, um, about the human state and our need for God as a result. You know, Judaism at its core had sacrifice, sacrifice for sin. That was eventually lost. But that's carried over in, in the New Covenant writings because we still have a sacrifice in the Messiah. And Judaism has to come up with other, other replacements for, uh, you know, some, we talk about replacement theology, and there's a replacement theology in Judaism that things have replaced sacrifice rather than an eternal sacrifice that, that the Messiah ha has given and how the shedding of blood is necessary to deal with the sin problem. And so what's happened, in my opinion, is Judaism has downplayed the sin problem, and that Dennis is explaining uh, what he understands about the afterlife through that lens. 
So now I want, you know, at the beginning when, when Dennis talked about the biggest difference is not Jesus, I do want to come back to that. Uh, that while uh, Yeshua uh, is not the only difference or necessarily the biggest difference, and I've also questioned whether we can come up with the biggest difference, um, moving Yeshua out of the discussion as he does right at the beginning in order to talk about other things, it actually throws us into the weeds. Now, not that they're all weeds, but it 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 forces us to talk about all these other things. You know, so you know, let's leave Jesus out of this for now because he's not the biggest difference. And of course, then some Christians are alarmed, like you can't leave you can't leave him out because he's the biggest difference. And I think it's worthwhile to talk about these other differences. As I mentioned earlier, the idea that in it, in Judaism it's about deed, in Christianity it's about creed, and that prevents us from having a conversation like this. And if we could understand how some of these dynamics work better, then maybe we could have a more meaningful discussion. I, I believe it's helpful for Christians to be reminded about the place of deed. And then in Judaism, there is this tendency to focus on what we do so much that we miss the internal need that we have because of sin and God's provision for that sin. And that there's something, speaking of deed, that God himself has done that we cannot do for ourselves and that we need what he's done. And then that all brings us back to Yeshua himself. You know, by by Dennis using the this anglicized word Jesus colors the discussion. You know, what would happen if he would start out by saying that Yeshua is not the biggest difference? You know, by my saying Yeshua roots him back properly in a, a Jewish milieu. And this is a big problem in having any kind of discussion about Judaism and Christianity, because Christianity has been deemed, both by Christians and by most Jews, Christianity is seen as very, very other than Judaism. And that's a whole other conversation, but it's so essential. And for everyone involved in this, because in actuality, the New Covenant writings are so Jewish, and all the concepts discussed, and, and how we talk about some of these things, the afterlife, sin, should be talked about in a biblical, Jewishly rooted way. And if we did, I think we would have a better discussion. And then, of course, while this is not necessarily all about Yeshua, Yeshua makes all the difference. Because once we reckon with the essential Jewishness of Yeshua and that his teaching is essentially Jewish and that his context is Jewish and that he's answering Jewish questions with Jewish answers and resolving Jewish problems uh, with, with Jewish answers, then encountering Yeshua will make all the difference in this conversation. And it's so tragic that he has been pictured in such a non-Jewish way and to the point where he becomes the, the, uh, the, the key symbol of anti-Jewishness with regard to how 
Jewish people see Christianity. Dennis Prager is very gracious towards Christians. He recognizes that at the heart, Judaism, Christianity share classic Judaism, classic Christianity share this the same values and 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 values that are are worth uh, fighting for. And that's something that the Dennis does very, very well. And I so appreciate it. But very often, in order for for Jews, Jewish people like Dennis to walk with with Christians, you know, Bible believing Christians, then Jesus has to be let left out of the discussion, like what he does right at the beginning. And I know that it's a difficult conversation, but I believe it's a conversation we have to have that we need to bring Yeshua back into the conversation. Um, and so this isn't so much about Judaism or Christianity. This is all about knowing the God of Israel personally and discovering how a holistic and integrative understanding of his word um, will give us an opportunity to experience the unity and diversity that God really wants all nations to have in the Jewish Messiah. And so again, while you know we could have conversations, discussions, arguments about what are the biggest differences between Judaism and Christianity, if we allow ourselves to see what the Bible has to say about Yeshua the Messiah, I do believe that he will make all the difference. What do you think? Do you agree with me? What do you think about what Dennis says here or or elsewhere? Let me know. Send your comments to comments at thinkingbiblically.org. Please, again, don't forget to subscribe and to share and review. And so until next time, this is Alan Gilman with Thinking Biblically.